Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Six Rings King Show on a new night. Monday night now, baby. We're really excited, actually, to have Eric McLean on the show here. College football analyst, co-host of The Huddle. Coach, yes. yes, all right. <laughs> First touchdown of the year. <laughs> Miami Hurricanes, yeah. You know the name already. It's Mercy. <laughs> it's the Six Red Cane Show. Can't forget the name, though. Got Jazz, Blue, Vision, DJ, break the game code. Ain't no changing up. Ain't no breaking up. Real port alive from the Hall Rock Stadium. Ball 14 for the orange and green. We see the Six Red Champs. It's more than a dream. This is life on the field. Beyond 100 yards of hurricane. That's never still put a damage to the What's wrong with us? Seriously. What's wrong with us? We're Miami Hurricanes fans. Welcome to the Six Rings Cane Show, a show dedicated to Miami Hurricane sports, featuring the legendary Larry Bluestein, Jazz Santana, Vish, and Danny Gillette. Let's go Canes. What is up, my good people? Uh, welcome to another midweek Six Rings Cane Show coming at you on this. This is a Wednesday morning. I'm losing track of the time now, man. This is this is Wednesday morning. This will go out Wednesday afternoon, um, but recorded very early in the morning. Um, and uh, yeah, so hopefully um, by the time this goes out, you'll see on the feed, uh, did a huge deep dive with with friend of the friend of the show, uh, Maddie, Maddie Icy, um, um, inside out with the three instead of the E on Twitter. Definitely follow him. We went deep on the Houston game and, you know, the Canes chances there and how they match up. And we also talked about the Indiana game some. Um, so those topics will not be covered here because there's a whole other show on that. What we will cover, though, is the other Indiana game, the Canes women. And uh, we'll also finish up with a little baseball. But let's just start with, uh, yeah, I, the the Canes women, biggest win in school history. Um, one of the biggest upsets in NCAA tournament history going into India into Bloomington, uh, one of the the kind of the meccas of college basketball on their court and and beating them, um, advancing to the Sweet Sixteen. Um, you know the stat will say first time since 1992. You have to understand back then it was win one game, so this is uncharted territories for for this program really. Um, and you know it is something that has been a long time coming. Um, it's something deserved and, um, it's, it's something that, you know, for the Canes, for the, uh, for the, for the women, you know, they've been so close to reaching this stage. Um, and something has always gone wrong. Um, at uh, about 10 years ago, a little bit longer than that. Um, you know, the Canes were consistently getting top four seeds in the NCAA tournament. Um, that's some of their best teams. The problem is, um, is back then that did not necessarily mean home court. And um, 
for those of you that follow the sport closely now, you understand if you're a top four seed, you get to play at home. So there was, for example, one year where the Canes had to go to Gonzaga, even though they were the three seed and, and they lost on the road in the round of 32, you know, this whole, like, I haven't made the sweet 16 um, since 992 could have been ended then. And frankly, in the modern construct probably would have been also Aquino Williams in that, that year, like was unable to play um, suspended. So, you know, it's always been something like that. I think the one that really got away was a few years ago against Arizona state at home, um, you know, chance to shoot for the win, turned it over and Arizona state went down, scored and won the game like that one. Definitely. Uh, that one I'm sure stung. Um, and, you know, all of those trials and tribulations and really being a very good program that just could not get past this round, whether it's, you know, bad luck, like having to go on the road, even though you're a high seed, whether last year, like they're playing so well, made the ACC tournament file, drew South Carolina. I mean, that there's this, there's just something was always going wrong. And to be honest, looking at the setup this year, it felt like something went wrong again. The team, you know, played well, but ended up with a nine seed, which again means you play one of the best teams in the country on the road in the second round. But these these ladies overcame. <laughs> and obviously a lot of focus on the on the Indiana game. They were down 17 points at the half against Oklahoma State and just, you know, they didn't give up. And what, what we're seeing from this team is just just unbelievable character. You know, the these these struggles that this program has had getting over this point. It's not been a struggling program. It's been a very strong program, playing a lot of good basketball, winning a lot of games, and then not getting past this point in the tournament anyway. That, all of the, the pain they went through, you could see it strengthened them. Because when they came out onto that court in the second half against Oklahoma State, down 17, there was every opportunity to say, you know what, this isn't happening. Instead, they went the completely other direction. They dominated right out the gate. Went on a 20 to 3 run to start the second half. The game was tied. It's like a reset. And, you know, they had to overcome repeatedly in that game. Took the lead, really bad officiating, a five second call made when they're after three seconds to give Oklahoma State a chance to win. Oklahoma State banked in three three pointers in that game, including, you know, down four with um, the, the last 10 seconds of that game. Oklahoma State's down four with eight points something left, throws it into the corner. They have to shoot quick because they have to score twice. Throws up a wild three, banked it in from the corner. So that's already a gut punch. The Canes call time to move to half court. You call for a five-second call when it was three seconds, and you can watch the timer, the ESPN app. You know, they had their since you can watch the replay and you can see the actual like app time seconds ticking. Um, and it was three seconds. He called a five-second violation. He should frankly never ref again. But so then, you know, Oklahoma State had a chance to win, goes down, misses the shot, Canes advance. Um, you know, there was every opportunity to fold in that game. And then they get Indiana. And Indiana is the big bully. Indiana is one of the best teams in the country. They'd lost three times all year, never at home. And Miami came out and just slugged them in the face, took control of that game early, and held control of that game throughout the first half. And even when Indiana made runs in the second half, they tied it a few times, never took the lead in that entire game. And every time Indiana made a run at these women, they they strengthened, they stiffened, they pushed back, and they never allowed Indiana to get in front. And it was one of those things where they felt like there was an inevitability about Indiana coming back. 
making runs and frankly, eventually winning the game. And the Hurricanes refused to buy into that. They refused to accept that. And, you know, us watching at home or in the in the arena cheering them on, you know, you see this lead start to drop down. You, they're not making shots. They made two baskets in the in the entire third quarter. They made a bunch of free throws, though, fortunately. Lola Pendande, what a performance for her. I'm going to talk more about her and Destiny later. Um, but what a performance from her to keep them afloat by getting to the free throw line. But, you know, the ball wasn't going. And then it continued into the fourth quarter. Um, as Lachey Dwyer had a great three-point play and had a great sequence in there. That was the only basket they made for several minutes into the third quarter, into the fourth quarter, excuse me. So they're almost like half, three-quarters of the way through the second half with three made baskets still in the lead, though. They're hanging in there, and they're hanging in there. And then, you know, Haley Kavner's this huge three-pointer up five. You think, okay, this might actually hold now. And Indiana comes back, scores twice in a row, ties the game up, and then – you know, it's back on the Canes. You got to win the game again. It's tight again. Make one out of four free throws. Um, first got fouled, you know, in the tie game. Made one of two to, to put them up by one. And then it was an intentional foul after Indiana missed. Missed them both. So it's still a one-point game. Gets another stop. And then Haley Kavner makes both free throws. Shush the crowd, which was awesome. And then, so now the Canes are up three. And you figure, you know play defense for one possession, and you pull off this massive upset, I cannot imagine the swing of emotions that these lays go through when Indiana nails a three. All of a sudden, it's tied again. It felt like they'd won the game so many times, only to have to do it one more time. And as Destiny Hard said, I'm not going to use the profanity, but she got over to the bench, and one of the assistant coaches, Coach Fitzroy, said, face up and win the effing game. Um that's what that's what he told her. And, you know, it snapped him out of that. Hey, we're six seconds left, tie game. Let's go win the game again. And Destiny Harden won the game again. It was always going to go to Destiny Harden. Anyone that's watched this program knows, you know, Destiny Harden is the heart and soul of this team. She's the shot maker. When it comes down to, to go time, the ball is going to Destiny Harden. And, uh, and she delivered. Obviously, Indiana didn't really get a shot up after that. And wow it's just i mean i'm I'm just like getting even thinking about it several days later now and that is just unbelievable performance it started right from the beginning getting that lead out getting their confidence up and that certainly bothered indiana indiana got shaky there um and got nervous and i think that's one of the reasons they were never able to take the lead but the other thing is the case is tough i mean what came out of this weekend was toughness and that's a coach katie meyer team she she instills that toughness and that family atmosphere and that came out on the court because there were so many times over the weekend, Saturday and Monday, where, you know, lesser programs, weaker teams would have folded. They refused to do that. And that is why they're in the Sweet 16 now. You know, one of the biggest upsets in tournament history, one seeds make the Sweet 16 almost exclusively. Now, there were two because Stanford lost this year as well that didn't. But, you know, pretty much this tournament is chalk for the one seeds. You're one of the best teams in the country are playing at home. You're not going to lose, except, you know, when the Miami Hurricanes show up, maybe you do. Um, and, again, it's just it's an amazing accomplishment. Um, and it's a deserved one. This is not – this this in a, in a vacuum is a massive upset, and it absolutely is, right? And if they played again – 
10 times are the Canes going to win any of those? I only, I can't even say yes to that. And, and so in that sense, you know, there is an air of luck here or not even luck, just like, you know, it just happened and good thing it happened. Right. I, I don't want to say luck because the Canes played really well offensively in the first half, which is frankly a little bit out of character for them going, scoring 40 points and half is not something that they do um, with that. Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. That said, if you look at the overall arc, of the Katie Meyer era, this was so deserved. This was not a fluke. This was something that inevitably was going to happen at some point. You cannot continue to play the quality of basketball that these Miami Hurricanes have played without having that breakthrough. The fact that the breakthrough happened in an unlikely circumstance makes it a little bit more special, makes it a little bit more shocking, makes it a little bit more headline grabbing. But this was going to happen. She's too good of a coach. She's built too strong of a program. And they put themselves in these positions too many times to not have that breakthrough eventually. And that it happened here. And that it happened um, That happened here at Indiana, one of the, again, the meccas of college basketball. Just makes it more special. And, you know, all of those times where the Canes came up short to get to this round, to get to the Sweet 16, uh, it's like the monkey off Coach Myers' back for sure, but also just the whole program. They deserved this, you know. They deserved this, and I'm so happy and proud of them that they got it because they absolutely deserved it. And and you know, there's going to be the whole like, was it a fluke? It was an upset and all that. I don't care. Um, they won the game, and again, they had it coming. Like they're, they're, this, this breakthrough had to happen eventually. There was no way. You know, it's kind of like Virginia won the one national championship. <laughs> it meant like it had to happen eventually. You can't keep putting yourselves in these high seed positions and not capitalizing. The Canes kept putting themselves into the second round, putting themselves in the second round. Eventually, you're going to win that game. And this was the year they did. And because of that, we got more hoops to talk about because the Hurricanes are in Greenville, the Greenville 2 regional. Um, there's a Greenville one regional. The the women's they changed it this year for those that aren't aware. There's not four regional sites. There's two with two regions in each, basically. So they're just the, the regionals are numbered one to four. So they're in the Greenville two regional, and they're taking on Villanova on Friday um at 2 30 p.m. on ESPN. So in the afternoon. Um and yeah, Villanova's the four seed. They lost six games this year. Three of those were to Connecticut. Um, they were all the tournament teams. Um, so, you know, no bad losses. With that said, not a lot of great wins either. It's just kind of like do what they need to do. And for the Canes, what they need to do is uh, Villanova has one of the best players in the country, Maddie Seagrest. Um, she's awesome. 29 and 9. She averages shooting over 50%. She steps out. It's the three at almost 40%. She's everything for that team. Um, so the Canes are going to have to have a plan there. And if they can take her away, which is basically impossible to limit her, you know, the rest of the team, the Canes are probably better. Now, 
Villanova's gotten a lot of mileage out of Maddie Seagrass being one of the best players in the country, and and she will be the best player on the court. She's always the best player on the court when she's on the court. Uh, so, you know, that is their advantage. So I think for the Canes, the key will be avoid those scoring droughts, um, which they've been plagued by. And again, you know, uh, we'll talk a little bit about what how they can do that and, and talk about some of these players here and some of the performances against Indiana. But um, avoid the scoring droughts, limit them, you know, make sure you're getting, even when you're struggling offensively, you're getting some points. Um, and, and that way you can keep contact and then limit Seagrass as much as possible. And, you know, if you do that, you got a, I think a good chance to win this game. There's not a lot of big wins on Villanova's resume. Um, and the Canes will be one of their better wins. So, you know, it's really going to be the all American, all everything player against the Canes depth. Cause they're a very deep team. And the real key is how will they be able to defend her? Can they can they force her to work a lot for her shots? Again, she averages 29 points a game, and she's been even better than that in the tournament. So they're going to have to really – like the Canes sometimes don't score 29 points and a half. Um, in fact, multiple halves in this tournament. So um, this is – yeah, they're going to have to buckle up here and, and, really, uh, and really defend her well, make the other players beat you, and – you know, maybe, and then the Villanova's definitely favored, but the Canes have a chance. The other thing they need, they need to do is get inside to Lola Pendande, who, um, you know, had the face 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 injury this year, had to wear a mask for a lot of the year. It was definitely not comfortable in it. I think it affected her play. What we saw against Indiana was old school Lola Pendande. If you watched her play last year, she is such a good player, such a hard worker, gets into good positions, is physical. We kind of saw less of that throughout the year this year. We saw it all the way against Indiana. She took on the challenge. What a bounce back performance for her. I know she's been trying to get back into a rhythm, get comfortable, and boy, did she play great. And they're going to need that from her again. Destiny Harden has struggled shooting threes this year. She hit some big threes against Indiana. They're going to need that. Going to need Jasmine Roberts to step up. Um, and you know, they, they probably are going to need something from outside of Haley Cavender. Like, they need Hannah Cavender or Carla Arjevich to 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 make an impact as well, not down some threes, because Hannah banked one in against um, Indiana. I think that was the only points either of them scored. Like, they're going to need more points out of them. And they have that ability. So, again, it's play a good game by, by spreading the points around so you're not relying on one player. That's the Canes' biggest strength is their depth. Um and then, you know, have Jaleel Williams and, and Lachey Dwyer push the pace, come at them in waves, and hopefully speed them up, wear them out. And, and that is where the Canes will have the advantage. Um, so with that said, I actually think the Canes are going to win this game. I think they're the better team overall. I know Villanova's got the better record and has had the better season. But when I look at the matchups, it is, you know, there's the one player that the Canes need to focus on really take away. And then... And maybe maybe they'll do that, and then the other players will kill the Canes, and I'll look like an idiot in uh, in a few days. But I, I like this matchup for the Canes. I like them to advance. Um, if they do advance on Saturday, I will definitely be doing some coverage of their potential opponent on Sunday, which to me is frankly a pretty big step up in competition from Villanova, whether it's LSU or or Utah. So um, those are the other two teams in the region. So we'll we'll see how that goes. If the Canes fall, then we'll meet. Same time ish, midweek uh, next week to to kind of 
talk about the end of the season. Um, but so that game's Friday at 2.30. The men are Friday at 7.15, so you can get both those games in. But overlapping those is our Canes baseball team. They are headed to Winston-Salem to take on Wake Forest, who is one of the best teams in the country, is a top-five team, um, knocks the cover off the ball, strong offensively, very strong offensively. Um, and on the mound so far this year, they have not played good competition. Even their ACC opponents have been weak, Duke and Notre Dame. They are 4-2 and two in the ACC. Um, but the Canes coming off that huge sweep over Virginia Tech, 4-0 week, comeback wins against FIU and two of the three games against Virginia Tech. And the other game was just a demolition of Virginia Tech where the Canes scored 21 runs. So they're playing well again. You know, they started the year off, lost the first game, started playing really well, kind of hit a funk, have have come out of that. And this is a huge opportunity. If the Canes can win the series, they're in pole position to get a national seed as the ACC's best team. I mean, this is what we're talking about here. This is a huge series. So that's over the weekend in, in Winston-Salem. You'll have games Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, 6 p.m., 4 p.m., and noon, I believe, are the timings. Um, don't hold me to that. I don't have it in front of me. Um, but I think for the Canes, the big thing is, well, tonight they're playing FAU, who beat them earlier this year. So you want to keep that momentum going. Be interested to see who starts. Um, bet it could be Chestnut. It could be Alejandro Torres. Um, but also, you know, one of the things that, out of that question, the reason that question is asked, needs to be asked is because the uh, Alejandro Rosario is just continuing to struggle a lot. And, uh, you know, they need to figure out the weekend rotation. Gabe Zilla settled in now. He's doing a great job as a second starter. Carson Ligon doing a great job at the front of the uh, the rotation. Alejandro Rosario keeps getting roughed up, and I'm not sure what the solution is there. Um, they can't really move into midweek this week because he pitched, you know, the last game on – Saturday, although I guess four days rest is still not really enough. You don't want to press him. So um, if he continues to be the the Sunday starter, um, that'll be interesting to see. Or, you know, see what they do in the midweek here. And if they set someone up to maybe start instead on on um, Sunday and, you know, maybe move Rosario to midweek to, to work his stuff out or move him to the uh, to the bullpen where he could be a fire throw out of the bullpen. But anyway, tonight, FAU, this weekend – at Wake Forest, Wake Forest, again, is one of the best teams in the country. Knocks the cover off the ball. Really good ERAs, too, for their pitchers. It is a small ballpark. Expect a lot of home runs with these two teams already, let alone the size of the ballpark. Um, and, yeah, the Canes should have a good shot in there. They definitely need to, um, to, to I, I would say, get good performances out of Ligon and Zeal. And then, you know, for the Sunday game, it outslug Wake Forest is, is the might be the whole weekend on, in terms of how they win, but certainly on – on Sunday, but with that, we'll, we'll check in on them, um, next, next, um, we'll check in on them, uh, next midweek, see how they're doing, you know, see how the series goes. This is a gauntlet they're running at the beginning of the year and, uh, they are navigating it really well. Five and one with series against NC State and Virginia Tech is really, really impressive. And if they can win this series against Wake Forest, I mean, again, they're angling towards the national seed. So, it's a huge opportunity versus instead of it being like a, you know, a negative, this is just an opportunity here and we'll see what the Canes can do. Um, with that said, we'll, uh, we'll check back in um, next week and uh, we will see how that goes. Um, hopefully we have some shows Saturday. I got Maddie to commit to uh, doing the Saturday show on the men, if the men win, and then I'll do something for the women, if the women win. So hopefully we have a couple of shows we're recording Saturday that we'll get out there for, for y'all to, 
to preview some, hopefully, some basketball games on Sunday. With that said, thanks for joining. Again, if you didn't see the scroll, this is going to go out Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday night, 9 p.m., Six Ring Kane Show, our weekly show. It's usually on Mondays. I was flying back from Albany on Monday, so we moved it to Wednesday. Um, and uh, also before that, 8 p.m., Hitting the Apex, our F1 show, Jazz Santana, myself, Moni Lebro. Uh, check us out there as well. Uh, but until then, I will talk to you all later. And as always, go Canes. The Six Rig Cane Show. Yeah. The Six Rig Cane Show. Yeah. The Six Rings Cane Show. <laughs> you know. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.